Episode 39, 39 of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. Can somebody write me a theme song for this show? That would be friggin' awesome. That would be really ideal. If you wrote me a theme song for the show, I would be eternally grateful. I'll split the profits of the show. If you write me a good theme song, I'll split the profits. All the thousands upon millions of dollars I make doing this show, I'll split the profit. I should make thousands of dollars because I'm getting A-plus guests on this program, including today, two amazing guests. If you don't know, uh, I was in Hamilton last week. I recorded these uh, interviews live from my hotel room with Shaw Majunder and Elvira Kurt. Again, like I say, we get amazing guests on the show. I don't even know how I do it because I'm an absolute nobody, but we do it. We do it. Um, But this is probably the, if there was like a a, a rating, if you rated the guests and then you gave them a combined number of the two I have on every episode, uh, this would be the highest rating in Canada. Alvira, Sean, both legends, uh, and they both killed in Hamilton this weekend. I was uh, also part of that little festival we were doing in Hamilton, which was a ton of fun. Uh, it was great. It was great to see these people. I, uh, Sean Majunder um, had to follow me at Levity Comedy Club in Hamilton. No easy task, by the way, following Chad Noonan. No, I'm just joking. He absolutely blew me out of the water, tore the place apart. He's an amazing stand-up. Co- he did 10 minutes of new material and crushed. Absolutely crushed. Um, anyways, Sean Majunder is my first guest on the show. Um... I'm just rambling. Sean Magunder is my first uh, Magunder is my first guest on the show uh, this evening. He is uh, one of the funniest men in Canada. He's a touring comic. You know him from uh, the show. This hour has 22 minutes, where he dazzled us for many seasons uh, with some of the funniest characters in that show's history. He is such a treat. He is dare I say, the nicest man in Canadian comedy. Uh, I had a blast talking to him from my hotel room in Hamilton. Uh, it was a lot of fun hanging out with Sean this weekend. Here it is, my interview. Let's get right to it with Sean Majunder on the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. So I was speaking with Caroline Ray the other day. And Love she wants Caroline Ray. The best. And yeah. she wants to know, she said, to ask Sean, that's my Caroline Ray, <laughs> ask Sean, if yeah. he remembers hosting the YTV Awards with me. Absolutely. And it was <laughs> the Y it was the YTV achievement. Oh. And I wonder if she remembers if um if she remembers that Ryan Gosling was there. What? She she doesn't because she would have mentioned that. Ryan Gosling was there because one of the shows nominated, I think, was called Young Tarzan, and he was Young Tarzan. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I remember that so vividly because then I, when he started, like, you know, doing incredible work, um, I, I'm like, I, that kid looks familiar from somewhere. And then I realized, oh, yeah, that was from the YTV Achievement Awards. That's little Young Tarzan because I used to introduce the show, I'm sure on YTV when I was on YTV I'll be like okay coming up next is young Tarzan you know that's yeah that's so funny it's uh no she she probably doesn't remember that because I feel like she would have mentioned Ryan Gosling um where did did where did your did you start in stand-up or was YTV kind of you started in stand-up then moved to YTV a bit of everything like I mean I you know there's there's a career 
And then there is uh, just being foolish and getting on stage. And that started probably when I was, you know, eight years old. So I've always been performing and doing something on a stage, whether it be in Newfoundland, you know, when I first, you know, everybody was on stage. So it's not like I was like this weird, strange fella who'd always want to get on stage. No, it was just the thing you do in Newfoundland. You get on stage for for Christmas concerts and, you know, you do sketches and fun stuff like that. And I was, I've always done that. And then when I went from Newfoundland, Ontario, I remember grade eight, I did my first play. I played a dummy in grade eight, literally a dummy, like a, uh, like a ventriloquist. ventriloquist? Dummy. Oh, funny. And it was an original musical. Um, and I remember there was something to do with a hot air balloon, but I was a ventriloquist dummy and uh, that was fun. And then I did theater all throughout high school um and like did the sears sears drama festival i'll never forget that and i remember getting a compliment uh by one of the adjudicators and it was interesting because he was like the, the these words will stick with you for a long time but they were like you know i really believed you that was one of their notes it was like i really mm. believed you and i'm like well that's good that's the intention but it did yeah. inform my brain a little bit about, you know, acting and what it means. And I'll never forget on that same adjudication, there was a whole conversation around uh, being, you have to physically be relaxed while you're on stage. And I always remember being so tense and nervous uh, and so stuff like that. So I, I've been doing that kind of thing for a very long time. In fact, my very first play I ever did, I didn't even know I was in the play. And I was, it basically, it was in grade six. It was in grade six or seven in Newfoundland. And I remember there was an announcement. Anybody who wants to be in the play, head down to this room. Uh, and I assumed it was going to be tryouts. You know what I mean? And I sat down and I picked a part in the play. And we were going to all read parts from the play. And I read parts from the play. And mine seemed to be one of the bigger parts. But I was just like, oh, they're going to pick people from us reading at this desk. And then next thing I know, I'm that guy. And all of a sudden I'm on stage and we're about to do the actual show. And I still haven't learned my lines because I was still waiting for somebody to tell me, no, you're not the guy, you're going to do this. And uh, I didn't memorize my lines and this play was supposed to be like an hour and end up being like 20 minutes uh, because <laughs> I didn't know my lines. It was crazy. I had one of those experiences too in high school where like the day came up fast on me. I was like, a high school kid that we had like a short play and I had no, I had no idea. I just like improvised right. it the whole time. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I had the actor opposite me mouthing the lines to me. So he was like, say them. You're not acting. He was like, them. doctor, doctor, you have to give me the bag. And I just stare at him. He was like, but first you need the money, but first you need the money. One of the things that you did and I, don't think you did the show, but like the traveling version of the show, uh-oh. Oh, yeah. That was like, Slime I talk about the show all the time. I want to talk about it in my stand-up because yeah. the Punisher, was that his name? Yep. Why was he in full BDSM gear on a kid's show? Um, We laughed about that all the time. And he was my roommate. He was my oh, really? roommate. Yeah. yeah, Mike Beaver. Um, who was also, he ended up being my, one of my, uh, 
good friends, but he was also a uh, member of my sketch troupe, The Bob Room. But the the yeah, Mike Beaver, uh, because there was a show before that called It's Alive, and he was one of the cast members of It's Alive, and um, it, it wasn't that interesting. It, it, I think they just wanted to make him the scariest possible guy. He was scary. So the the gimp mask or whatever it was he was in <laughs> was definitely frightening, and he was terribly smelly. All of it was real life. He was the Punisher. That guy, and I, t- I laugh about it all the time uh, uh, with him when I see him. It's like we shared a, a, an apartment downtown Toronto, and he loved to smoke. And the only way he could go poop was if he had a smoke on the toilet. So I would wake up. He'd wake up. He'd get dibs on the toilet. I didn't know he's in the bathroom or whatever. I'm like, and I'm so sensitive to cigarette smoke. And then I go and take a shower and I take a towel and I just put it on my face. I'm like, this is disgusting. Oh my God. It smells like poop and smoke in here. It was just terrible. He was the punisher. <laughs> he punished you. Yeah. Off- offset. Yeah. But he was a uh, meth actor. Uh, Carolyn wanted me to uh, mention Raj Binder as well. Yeah. She loves Raj <laughs> Binder. So she was very excited to say, tell oh, him I, I love, love Raj that. Binder. Well, and, we yeah. actually, there's a one of my favorite clips of us backstage at Just for Laughs where she aggressively kisses Raj on the mouth. And okay. it's, uh, she loved it. She loved, she wanted some Raj. I, I'm not surprised that she was uh, commenting on her love for Raj. No, we, she's just so friggin' delightful and so nice. So funny. Such a yeah. comedic genius, like both as an actress and I, as a, as a comedian as well. And uh, yeah, I just love love working with her anytime. I wish we could act together in something. That would be fun. Yeah, she's a, she's a ton of fun. Um, how did what was the secret? The makeup secret to the sweating of Raj? What was was it? Baby oil? What was it? No, keep guessing. I was gonna like va- wet Vaseline, right? No, I don't. Some type of gel, a spray bottle? Because you were like, I did profuse. use a spray bottle. Yes, there was a bit of a spray bottle. Can we do a contest? Whoever guesses it, oh, that would be gets fun. inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I thought it was some kind of oil, but I right. mean, your skin's so clear. There's no way if you had that much oil on you all the time, all the time, it would be. I'll tell you the secret. So the first time I ever did it, okay. Well, this is how Raj was born. Raj was born when I was on. Uh, my friend Chris and I, we were at the at that time a cigarette company sponsored tennis tournament, uh, the DeMaurier Open. <laughs> it cracks me up. Like, are you kidding me? DeMaurier, uh, everything was DeMaurier. Like the, the, the F1 yeah. race in Montreal was DeMaurier, DeMaurier. sponsored. It was, like, it was, yeah. But a tennis tournament? Yeah, that's right. It yeah. was hot. Like that was the thing too. It was so hot at this tournament. And it was like 40 plus degrees Celsius. And my friend Chris and I, um, we went to this tournament and, uh, I was just sitting there sweating and sweating and sweating. And both of us were like laughing at how hot it was. And then I think I just started riffing on the idea of like, man, I don't know how like a sports commentator gets through doing any kind of sports, like, especially in a place like India. And then I just started riffing on like, oh my God, it's a beautiful <laughs> day today. And how hot it is outside. I tell you, you're here with Vijay Singh. He's getting ready to be off and he's cooking today, you know? And then I just started ripping on this idea and we laughed at it. 
And then I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. When we started the Bob Room, I started doing Raj on a mic backstage. So you never saw him. And Amazing. it was not a thing. He, I didn't visualize him. I more just enjoyed the idea of the audio thing. Mm -hmm. So people could picture what he looked like. And I would describe it. I'm like, oh, there's sweat pooling in my lower back area right now. <laughs> you know, I just talk about it over the mic in the back. And it would get big laughs. And then I went to L.A. and I started working with a few people there on a sketch troupe. And then they were like, I want to see this guy. So I went to the drugstore and I'm like, what is something that can make my face shiny? And my first thing I got was a bottle of like Jerry Curl spray from like the drugstore, which is like sticky, okay. burny, very glycerin, very glisteny. But man, it burned my eyes. And I started doing it live on stage there. And then uh, and then I think the first place we did it was on Cedric the Entertainer Presents. I remember that was mm -hmm. one of the one of the characters that book helped me book the show. And then I uh they use glycerin and water. That's the magic sauce. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Um and and Raj got in like he got crazy access to politicians and, and oh, everything. Yeah. They like I feel who who surprised you the most, I should say. Like what politician was like so game that maybe you were nervous going to yeah. to speak with who was really game to to interact with raj well you know it was mostly sports with raj it was right. mostly sports. on 22 minutes raj became the leading sports correspondent so i got sent to like the nba nba all-star game the nhl all-star games i got sent to uh the outdoor heritage classic and we you got would, in a photo in the classic, which uh, still the classic, uh, yeah. which uh, still the guy I ran into the Edmonton Oiler organization guy who actually was who took the heat for that for allowing me on the ice. And he cornered me at one of these games. I was shooting a piece for 22 and he was livid. And then oh, the yeah. guys around him were all laughing their asses off as he was laying into me. It was so funny. But um, so anyway, yeah, he got to do everything. I think I was surprised by two characters mostly. I think um, the biggest dickhead was Phil Mickelson. I'll never forget that. I went to the no Canadian surprise. Open. And I'm sweaty Raj Bender, and I'm walking around. And uh, I, all the golfers know, like Vijay Singh was on board. He was laughing. All the other, you know, my favorite joke I did with Vijay, I said, what do you call... 142 white guys chasing two black guys. And he was like, hmm? I said the PGA Tour because it was him <laughs> and Tiger at the top. Yeah, they were rocking. Yeah. <laughs> and they loved That's amazing. It. So anyway, he got he and he laughed at it. And then I went up to Phil Mickelson and all I was like, I don't know, I had some back pocket jokes, but I was like, uh, hey, excuse me, Mr. Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. Hello, Mr. Phil Mickelson. Whatever it was I was saying. He's like, excuse me, sir. Um, you're going to have to wait like all the other journalists. Um, you know, you, did you, did you arrange an interview? And I'm like, no, Mr. Phil Mickelson. I just <laughs> like, no. And he walked away like, I, what a dick. And then the coolest I'd say might've been Zdeno Chara. Cause I oh, went yeah. to the, uh, I went to the all-star game and Zdeno Chara, <laughs> he was there. And you know how big he is. Like he's a giant. And like, he didn't even bat an eye when I said, I'm like, 
uh, what's your pregame routine? Like how many children do you eat before a game? You know, to get you prepped. He's like, yeah, I eat four children. Like he didn't <laughs> even miss a beat. Thick so Slovakian accent. Oh, too. he That's was so great. Funny. He was so That's good. amazing. Yeah. Um, I know you have a big gala or event to get ready for. So I got a few more short ones. First of all, what's it mean for you to be involved in the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame and, and honor these legends that are that are going in this weekend? Dude, I don't think we're doing it enough. And I think that, you know, Tim, Tim Progosh, the uh, the mastermind and the passion project driven fella, he's on. He's absolutely right. They need to be immortalized like this needs to be taken seriously. And there's more money that needs to be put behind this and it needs to be supported and promoted. I mean, it's it's our greatest one of our greatest assets we have in our country, our, our comedy and uh, and our comedians and our exports. And I mean, it's just spectacular. And I'm so honored to be a part of it, especially in this one, because, you know, some of my heroes, obviously, and heroines are being inducted, even though that they're not going to actually physically be there. It doesn't matter. It's it's like I'm a part of this particular one with the cast of SCTV. And then, of course, the individuals, Martin Short and, and Eugene Levy and and Jim Carrey. And 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 like the fact that the hilarious House of Frightenstein, I mean, this is like one of the greatest shows ever made in Canada. Mm -hmm. and made in Hamilton, too. Made in Hamilton. C-H-C-H, baby. C-H-C-H, which is also uh, where um, uh, Red Green was first few seasons were. Mm -hmm. And Smith and yep. Smith before that, um, you know. So it's it's a real honor. It, it means a lot, and uh, I'm I'm so proud to support this. And I hope Canada, you know, supports it as well, which they should and they will. It's just you know, it's a hard thing to get things done in Canada and to get things made. And you know, these people should be immortalized in stone. Like I joke, I'm like I want to talk about this on stage, but I want to be like this. Look, like ten thousand years from now, when the aliens come back after the apocalypse. And they clear the dust away in Hamilton and they're going to find like names that are etched in stone that are like, oh, this must have been their religion in this region of the world. And look at their gods that they worshipped. You know what I mean? It needs to be that level of like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It needs a physical place to go. Um, yeah. Yeah. The last question I have, I know you don't know maybe every name offhand who's in and who's out of the Hall of Fame. But when you think, and I ask everyone this, when you think of a Canadian comedy Hall of Famer, maybe somebody not in yet, who do you think of? What name pops into your head? Hmm. Well, we're in it. We're in it with this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like some of the legends, Jim Carrey, obviously. Um, I want to know more of the older ones, too. You know, the ones that, like Marie Dressler, I had no idea about who mm -hmm. this woman was and how huge she was back in the day in, in the golden age of Hollywood. I had no idea. And the fact that she did movies with like Charlie Chaplin and she won an Oscar for best actress. I mean, people like that. I wish I know more, knew more about those performers like the Mary Pickfords of the world. And, you know, Canadians have produced some incredibly talented people I think, you know, I'd like to see directors and writers, creators who are involved in things like The Simpsons or shaping some of the biggest TV shows, you know, in history. Obviously, the kids in the hall, 
would come mm-hmm. to mind. I think Codco, those that that you know, I'm biased. I'm obviously I'm a Newfoundlander, but people like Mary Walsh, uh, Rick Mercer, all the cast of 22 Minutes from back in the day, the original cast, you know. And I think that like these are people that you know will eventually be in the Hall of Fame, and I think that it makes sense. Um, but you know what I like is finding out those that people there's always like they were Canadian. You know what I yeah. mean? I love that realization when people are Leslie like, Nielsen is the big one Leslie that, that pops Nielsen. up. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, even like Ken Finkelman, somebody like that who made, you know, he's, he made some amazing TV shows, airplane, you know what I mean? Like one mm-hmm. of the best movies ever made. He's a part of that. At least that trilogy, those, those that, that zeitgeist of, of comedy. So I'd like to see some of that, more of that, you know? Yeah. The history honored for sure. Um, Thanks so much, Sean. A bit of a, a bit of mayhem each where we're so close. We're right beside each other in separate hotels, but um, so far. Yeah. Yeah. Real loud over here. The Hampton Hampton. I mean, keep it down. Who's got the nicer room? The hammer Hampton. Um, Thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. We'll see you in a couple hours. Yeah, um, I'll see you later. I'm going to be heading to a, uh, there's like a little meet and greet right now. I'm going to try to nice. you know, put on some deodorant and head on over. Awesome. Cool. We'll, we'll okay. see you in a bit. Cheers. See you guys. Cheers. Okay. Sean Majunder, live from Hamilton in the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. That was super fun. Uh, met up with Sean a couple times uh, this weekend. Such a nice, awesome, great guy. And then uh, we did Levity Comedy Club, and he crushed, he murdered, he killed, he smashed. He did whatever comedy term you want to say. He is. You don't think, generally people don't think of Sean Majunder, I don't think, as a stand-up. You think of him as like Raj Bender, like he mentioned on This Hour Has 22 Minutes. Or you remember him from YTV as a kid, but he is one of the best stand-ups in Canada. Uh, absolutely killer, super, super fun, uh, hanging out and talking to Sean. Uh, from Sean to also one of the best stand-ups in Canada, uh, Elvira Kurt. It was such a pleasure talking to Elvira. I have admired her for years. Uh, Elvira, of course, has been on uh, just for laughs. Uh, she's had her own show, including Pop Cultured, um, many, many TV appearances. Her, when I think of just for laughs appearances, I think of Elvira. I think of uh, appearances that Elvira has done in Montreal over the years. Uh, she was awesome to talk to, so much fun. Uh, I even pitched her a show idea. Uh, but the first question, the first question coming out from Elvira uh, came from Sean Majunder. Uh, so here it is my interview with Elvira on the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. Sean Majunder in Newfoundland okay, yeah. has this question for you. And it work. was, um, uh, Elvira, are you responsible for Ellen's breakup with her wife? That was Sean's yes. question. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He would know. <laughs> I can see why he'd want to know that, that answer. But no, I am not the reason that Anne uh, at the time, uh, it was, it was, I think, her first break not break up but that was when she put on the slippers and and was heading to the rocket ship towards celestia now you know in hindsight it's it's super tragic but at the time it was uh it was a real one eyebrow goes up oh is that what's happening now 
it was funny because I was like, do you have any con? Like, should I ask this? I don't know that. Do you have any context? Well, and then he's like, I'm he, giving you no context. Exactly. And yeah. he's expecting me to provide it all, which I would, uh, boy, I wish I was doing my celebrity question to Sean because I would, I would demand that he give the context. But we were both in LA at the time and both had our own experience with Ellen being um, a very... A, di a different person from her persona let's just say mm, at the yeah time. you know that in the same way that you know um uh rosie o'donnell was you know leaned into the queen of nice and i think that both of those uh people very tellingly you know when you have to when your brand is about niceness perhaps i think you know we've reached the, the stage now where that becomes um something that you you wonder why if if you're so nice, you have to, it has to be part of the brand. Why it's yeah. not, that's not just, that's not just your base level. You don't have to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not the norm. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. But again, think it like Chad, these are things that back in the day, they did not raise any, any alarms the way they would now. Yeah. I mean, individually you may have suspected, but you know, back then you're just, you know, you feel like you're alone, you know, but this is sort of, um, pre all this social media where, you know, enough of the hive mind, you know, has the, the same, uh, picks up that same vibe and then, you know, puts it out into the world and then you can coalesce around it. Back then, you know, you just had your individual experience. And so it just so happened that Sean and I, you know, intersected at this exact weird crossroads of having to work with and for Ellen and discovering uh, the same way that um, that she's a little bit bananas and that <laughs> things are not as on the up and up as you would, as they were expected to be, right? So that's what we're all working for. We're all working for the dream. And then you, you know, you feel like you have access. Oh, yeah. Ellen provides, you know, that's another rung. I'm about to climb another rung. And then you discover the, the rung is dissolving in my hands. It was <laughs> never there. There's no ladder. What's <laughs> happening? Did you do you and Sean both go to LA at the same time or did you I meet don't there? Know if we I don't know if we we did we intersected there. I had I had lived there for many years. I, I moved down um uh early 2000 and uh and yeah, I I'm so I I came, I actually just went down on my own. I ran into a whole bunch of Canadians as you do and um and then somewhere along the way, Sean and I just met at this juncture. I don't know when when he mm. came down. That's that's his yeah. story to tell. <laughs> well, that will be the return question to Sean then when he comes yeah, back right. on back Explain on the show. Explain yourself, Mister. Um, do you think the profession of stand up uh, since your time in it has changed for the better for people? Um, I I would like to to think so. I would like to think so. But I you know the, the I think the my and the reason I say that is because you want it to be better. I want it to be better. I want it to be easier than it felt like it was for me. And certainly, again, with this, um, with the equalizer, the leveling of the playing field, that would be the the internet, right? It's it's the whole reason that stand up comedy has um, these very um, uh, the all the contractions happen so so publicly where you're like we can't say anything you know no you can just be exactly the same as you were before all of this it's just that now you are held to account in a way mm -hmm. that you you weren't before so i am i always hope that 
that it, it would improve for the people who who come after me, the milieu. But the, but the truth, my suspicion is that, you know, the very nature of of being uh, comedians is to is to feel scarcity, is to think that you know if I have um, if I have an opportunity or if someone else has an opportunity, that means that someone else is deprived of an opportunity, right? Like that mentality, mm. um, I think is, you know, it, it might undercut any of the of the gains that I would hope everyone had. Like we, we, what we would need is a cultural shifting of of the way that, that we um, move through the world, right? Where there isn't this mentality of otherness or, um, uh, um, yeah, of of being othered or otherness. In that way, I can tell you, you know, the fact that there are so many more, um, there's such a, a greater um, range of comedians that you see. It wasn't, it's not just the white dudes that, I, and oh, and then there's, look at that one, has tits. So right now it's, you just, you, you pick the lane you want to be in and you can be that comic and you will find that specific audience. That's a huge gain. Yeah, but absolutely. overall, like you have to, you know, the thing that is the common thread through all of it is that we all, you know, it's still this sort of same lone wolf competitive, again, that's circling back to that scarcity, idea did, of scarcity. Did it make you a better comic? not having to play to your audience every night so it wasn't Elvira's audience or you know oh yeah that... that's a great question Chad yeah I think that you know it's some, one of the things that when I'm when I whenever I'm asked and and often it's by younger comics you know what for any advice I will I pass on the advice that I was given when I started which was take every gig take every gig every gig that comes mm -hmm. down the pike turn nothing down because in that way you become um flexible you become adaptable you you can play anywhere any any audience right like you I, I love that I love that about comedy that it is truly uh an experiment every single night like you are going every night but the last thing I tell myself before I as soon as my name is announced and I'm just about to walk out is like well good luck yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. just, who knows <laughs> who knows if it's gonna work tonight yeah. There's no guarantee, even for the even for the diehard Elvira Kerr fans, there is no guarantee that we are all going to be on the same page at the same moment and that it is going to work as well as I want it to. That's, uh, I do. That's literally why I do it. Yeah, it's so funny. Like I so I'm based in Ottawa. I am not a small town guy. There's flowers on my hat right now. Sure, I am yeah. very city guy you know yeah. so like but having to learn how to play to those like small town legion crowds totally. has definitely helped me you know when i go to toronto for example definitely. you know and, and do different rooms it's it's yeah. very um yeah playing different rooms is important right yeah definitely uh, yeah different crowds different rooms different opportunities the yeah it's it is nice to have to walk to, to know that you can walk into anywhere and you'll be able to pivot and and find the thing that makes the connection what was you the know? moment in your stand-up career where you're like oh i have something here this is this is this is going in the right direction um was it some people it's the first time they go on stage some people you know it's when they get jfl for example for the first time do you have a moment when you look back on you're like oh this is this is the right path the right path that you mean that I'm pursuing comedy? Yeah. Oh, I see. Um, I I thought I thought you were asking a different question. That oh, I've I've found my groove. 
which mm-hmm. you know I, I would have a different answer than than the one you're asking that did I know I I um I just I have mastered I've got a I think this is my teenager oh uh, yeah university uh age and first year university and uh called me in the middle of the life she called me in the middle of the night last night um with like so nauseous from a night of drinking and oh, yeah. she was like do, do you think am I gonna be okay do you think <laughs> do you think I'm gonna live it was, the, it was the cutest you know and on one level it's just like I threw up in my room <laughs> am I gonna be okay I'm like yes you're gonna be fine goes, yeah get some Gatorade one foot on the floor. You know, I said, I asked her, I said, do you have anything to drink? I can't leave the bed. <laughs> Poor kid. I just, um, you know, write a passage. Uh, yeah, anyway, I, yeah, everybody does I, and I just, no, can't talk right now. <laughs> Mommy's working. Um, so the, the, what was the, what was the question? Oh, it, I thought it's so weird. I think I've never wanted to do anything but this. Mm-hmm. And so when I went on stage, it happened to go well. And, that was enough of the, um, you know, the the, the um, positive reinforcement that has lasted for the last forty years. <laughs> so I've never been deterred, uh, even when I do other things. So when I moved into TV writing or TV production, I always thought of myself or think of myself as a stand-up comic first mm. and foremost. So I I don't I honestly don't know who I would be if I didn't do this because I, I just love it so much and I, I've always loved it. I I do it for a different reason now than when I started, which yeah. is interesting, but that's what therapy does for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay. I have a question that I like to ask everyone yeah, on the sure. show and it has to do with IMDb, IMDb internet movie database sure. that it's not usually right for people. Um, so my question is, do you know your very first credit on IMDb? I do not. You do not. Do. Okay. I do not know it. I, uh, I, I know there was a time. To, it, I don't care for for self searching things. Yeah. So, no, it's a bad idea. So, yeah. yeah. So I don't. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know uh, what this IMDb is that you speak of. No, I don't okay. know what the Carpenter's card is. Do you know? I do know, and I and I like to ask people because it's it's fun to hear that. Like I had Caroline Ray on the other day, who's great, and she yeah. was like, "Oh my god, I completely forgot I did that." But your first credit was Friday Night with Ralph Ben Mergen. Oh, that's adorable. You're adorable, um, but Ralph Ben Mergy, and he was ben uh, he was okay. quite the deal back in the day. Was he? I mean, like he I'm not was, I'm not uh, a young person. Uh, I'm, almost, to, I'm almost I'm almost forty. Sure. And, and I don't remember this because that I was 93. That. He was like a CBC dude. And I know that he was like his his edginess was that uh, I never wore socks. Never wore Ooh, socks. That is edgy for CBC, though. <laughs> CBC. <laughs> I guess on the radio. I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess so. I guess I did. Was that I, I, was that a stand up appearance? Uh, it would have to be. It would have okay. to be. I, I would say. yeah. OK. Yes. The, the other one that was That's, like a close. Yeah, okay. Close second was writing sure. uh, for the 1996 Gemini Awards. Sure, I remember. I remember those days for sure. They, I think I was a diversity hire <laughs> back then. <laughs> the Gemini's—they're not—they're not even a thing anymore. They're now they're a thing. Yeah, they're, they're not. But I did it with um, with Mark Farrell and uh, Lawrence Morgenstern, and we literally had the best time ever. 
Yeah, that sounds that sounds like fun writing monologues and stuff for an for an award show. Um, What does it mean to you to be in Hamilton uh, honoring all these legends for the for the Hall of Fame this weekend? Um, I I'm I'm happy for them. I think it's it's great to to uh, get recognition if that's if that's important for for you. So I, 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 I sound like in my I'm being complimentary and then also qualifying it, which <laughs> which is very suspicious even to me. But I, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I, I'm happy for them. Uh, what yeah. does it mean to be in Hamilton? I love playing this town. To me, it's like uh, I'm visiting my girlfriend <laughs> in the next one town over and uh, and we get to go out and uh, and and have fun have a great night out so i love i love the shows anytime i've performed here again this was back in the day they had a yucks here super fond memories i used to do uh new year's eve for many years at the x here so it's it's like uh, it's coming home in in some way so that's always fun the fact that it's attached to this uh fun night that um recognizes the uh talent contribution of um canadian comedy history is just uh is just cherry on the on a cherry cake do okay i did the levity club last night in hamilton it was my first time doing it okay um and i felt the hamilton crowd is different than maybe other places in ontario like somebody told me and i it was one i can't remember who but somebody who's a comic's like uh, you you could hit them with the f word a little more here is what they told me in hamilton you could say fuck a little more and I was like, oh, OK, like, I don't say it a lot in my act. I might say it like once in like 10 minutes, you know, like that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Is Hamilton like a little bit? Can you go a little bluer, I guess, in Hamilton? Is that is that the. Is Hamilton a fuck town? Is that what yeah, you're Yeah. Is Hamilton a fuck town? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. I think they love that reputation. That I should be on the welcome do. sign. Seriously. Yeah. Love the fuck town. Um, yeah, they they like it raunchy. They like it real. They like it real. They, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I hope did you have a good time? Chad, I had a great time. time. I had a great time. All oh. I'm nothing I say is real though. So maybe that's where I was like, oh, because I talk about oh, like right. belly buttons, funeral sandwiches, um, okay. you know, stuff like that. Like just all really right. silly See, stuff. They were still and they found they a way into it. Yeah, they're into it. it. Well, it was that's great. all that matters, right? As exactly. long as you can find a way to connect, then yeah, then you go. I, and I think it, that's something that I've loved about Hamilton is that, that they can they will sniff you out if you're not being who you are. You know what I mean? You will oh, yeah. you will you will hear about it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be authentic in in Hamilton. Yeah, for sure. Um, one more question for you: um, Do we get an Elvira Kurt maybe web oh. series or something where you're doing cold plunges with comedians? Mm. Mm. I would love that. I would love that mostly because it would mean that someone else has to then you know uh, package it and post it. Because yeah. I'm I'm good with the with the plunging. I can hold the camera, and then um and then that's that's as far as I go. And then I hand I have to if I don't hand it over to somewhere someone else, I cannot justify for myself why I would post such a thing. So this makes perfect sense to me. It's like driving in the car with comedians. Yeah, I would love the Coldplay absolutely. But and I'm you ask I have as not many stopped. Yeah, you ask as many questions as they last, and as soon as they're out, it's a done. It could be. A minute you know it's mostly just that that would just be me 
yeah. uh, as, as, in Feb, middle of February, just shouting at someone from the shoreline. <laughs> from the shore, come yeah. on! I have a question. Yeah, have I have to, another you have one. To, you have to at least get in the water. It's so cold out there right now. Oh my God, it's freezing. My my heater broke in my car, and I drove home, yeah. um, and it was just AC blasting on me last night. I had a bottle of water, and it ended up uh, like get, becoming slush in my car. It was wild. Oh. Well, no, uh, I meant the cold. I meant the water. The water is cold here. Oh, this I know. Month, it's just yeah. This is this is yesterday's. Hold on, there. That's that that was yesterday. Yeah, that looks cold. <laughs> I am. Yeah, freezing. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. She's about to go in. Like I'm, I'm, I'm literally at this point. I'm like I can still back out. Do you ever back out? Do you ever just go home? No, once I'm. That's in. the best. Yeah, you're good. If I can get my ass down there, there are days where I will dawdle in the car. You know, I'll be, yeah. I'll call. The other day I called uh, Carolyn Taylor. Uh, um, easy name drop, Baroness. We're, we yeah. do plungers when uh, she lives out in um, at a different part of Lake Ontario. And, Carolyn, uh, Carolyn's figure Harry's. skating show. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. Uh, I know, like, it's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. friggin' funny. It is one of my favorite things I've watched this year. Seriously. I, yeah. I will tell her that she will. It will mean a lot yeah. to her. She, she. Yeah, she absolutely. She was amazing. Was an amazing thing. It, it but amazing. Um, we do these plunges. But that is my some of my procrastination. It's like, hey, do you want? I'm still in the car. Do you want to come chat. into the water with me? Do you want to yeah. be safe? It's, it's just three minutes. Do you have three minutes that we can just hang out in the cold together? Um, so I think that's the the concept is brilliant, Chad. The execution is, mm. you know, you got to get. You've got to get someone who's willing to go in. And that yeah. is, uh, that's going to be the tough part. Yeah. 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 Um, Alira, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah. I know you got a big show this, tonight. This was such a treat. I can't it, believe that you even asked me. I'm so honored. Yeah. Thank no, you. it was, it was great. Thanks again. And uh, yeah, thanks for being part of the Hall of Fame this weekend. And uh, I'm sure oh, we'll, we'll, our paths will cross somewhere down the line. Well, do you want to go for a dip? Do you want to uh, So I will. I'll take you up on that. I'll try it. All right, yeah. Please. When are you in Toronto next? Uh, I'm there uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend. Okay, I'm cool. doing shows. So I'm around. So why don't we? You got Let's my, do it. You te text me. I'm in. I'm in. We'll film it. it. We'll film it. We'll film and, it. We'll film yeah. it. For your you can ask me it. probably one question, and then I'll jump out. But that's it. Okay. Oh, perfect. I can't wait. Perfect. Right, very cool. Take care. Bye. There it is. Episode 39 in the books. That is the live episode, the live from Hamilton episode of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. It was nice doing these interviews and being able to interact with uh, Sean and Elvira in person as well. Um, so that was great. Thanks to the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame. Thanks to Sean and Elvira. Uh, they're both amazing. If you don't know their work, you should 100% get yourself informed because they are some of the two best stand-up comedians in Canada and they rocked it all weekend in Hamilton. Uh, also, thanks to Levity Comedy Club for having me uh, do some spots this weekend. It was it was super fun. So, so big shout out to Levity if you're in Hamilton. That is a comedy club you should check out. Um, I'm not getting paid to say this. That is just a great place to hang out and be. It is one of the best in the country. For the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast, I'm Chad Noonan. <laughs>